This is Random Discourse, the podcast. Alright, welcome. Um, what is this? Um, you know what, man? You know what I decided on, Anton? I decided that I'm not even going to um, go with, try to try to come up with names. At one point in time, I know I said we just gonna do EPs, but it doesn't even make sense to do that either. I'm just gonna, it, this is just our uh, weekly uh, college football conversation. You know, if you didn't, if you didn't catch it, um, yes, it's myself and Anton. Um, we're gonna be here talking about college football. So thank you for tuning in, listening, watching live. Thank you for watching live. Um, you, as always, if you. Um, uh, trying to figure out where you can download this. If you happen to find it on the internet, you can find us on SoundCloud at Random Discourse Podcast. You can also find us on iTunes at Random Discourse Podcast. Um, so what's been going on, Anton? Man, you know, living the dream, man. Getting ready for this holiday season. You know, yeah, this the most wonderful time of the year. I thought that's a Christmas song, man. This, this it's. Well, I guess it it goes through, but because Thanksgiving is really not a holiday. Pretty soon, Thanksgiving is you're not gonna get Thanksgiving off. You know that dude, it's gonna happen dude, soon, dude. Like I was just saying that, like Black Friday has pretty much like usurped Thanksgiving. Like, and the whole shopping season has pretty much made Thanksgiving pretty much nothing anymore. You know, families don't get together that much on Thanksgiving as they once did. Like Christmas is the only holiday now. Yeah, I mean, Thanksgiving is really, I mean, if you really think about it and what Thanksgiving really deep down to to certain people, what it really means deep down, it's really not a great holiday we should be celebrating anyways. It's just anyways, dog. (laughs) Anyways, for real. It's kind of like, yeah, it's one of those things that you really don't want to tell the story behind Thanksgiving anymore because it's like, ugh. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if you do, it's gonna it's gonna depress you. It's just it's uh, it's just another uh, capitalist holiday that you know America likes to to take everybody's money from. It's well, just another we, way. It's just we another still way. Get it off, so that's what matters. We still yeah. get it off. That's what it, for right now. Yeah, for right now, because pretty soon it's gonna, somebody. It's going to be somebody. One of these major corporations is going to be like, you know what? Man? Ain't, ain't no off days for Thanksgiving. You know what? Uh, you want to eat dinner? Wait till you get off work to go eat dinner. Yeah, ain't no, ain't no mixtape there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, I guess we might as well get into it. You know that. Let's do it. Um, hold on. You, you, you. We were talking about this before. Before we get started talking about college football, we were talking about the uh, the, the the Thanksgiving means the uh, Thanksgiving with black families. God, it's freaking great! Like no. it, it's been one of the best like hashtags of the year, dude. Hold on, and now they got a Thanksgiving with white families coming out too. Uh I gotta see that. I gotta oh see man, that. It, it's full of water and mayonnaise. Oh, see. Ruthless dog, the internet is ruthless. Dog. What? That's one thing you better know. You know, I'm I'm not uh, particularly, uh, you know, participating in those, but you know, I I look at it and laugh. Dude, I've had some. Yeah, yeah. 
And those stole runs. <laughs> yup, yeah. them stole runs. Them. Man, yeah. stop asking me these questions. Yeah. The clap back. Oh, you you know, ain't that your third piece of pie? Ain't that your third husband? <laughs> don't exactly. don't be asking me these questions. Not <laughs> yeah. how I feel when you get asked yeah. these uncomfortable <laughs> questions. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, they gonna get a lot of people slapped. <laughs> like this Thanksgiving clap back gonna get a lot of middle schoolers slapped this year. Middle schoolers, high schoolers. And early early twenties, yeah. They, 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 they first Thanksgiving home from school. So mm-hmm. how school going? That's not, how, how your how your divorce going? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, don't think you too, <laughs> don't think you too grown. Too grown. Oh, it's gonna be one of them that it's somebody gonna ask that question. Somebody gonna have a little bit too much to drink, and it's all over. All over. Grandma, grandma gonna have to call off Thanksgiving. Get get mm-hmm. out my house! I don't care if yeah. you ain't get your plate to go. You were supposed to make that first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to make the plate to go when you making your plate. No, nah, man, that's it. the first thing you make is the plate to go. Because the plate to go, you need to pile as much food on it as possible. Because when once Junebug Junior and all them come back from that store run, yeah, <laughs> ain't, <laughs> no <laughs> ain't, ain't no leftovers. Ain't no man. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. But talk about leftovers. Um, Les Miles, man. Is Les Miles soon going to be somebody uh, Somebody going to be picking up as, as their leftovers? Because it seems like LSU, for as much as he's done for that university, you know, coming uh, coming in after Nick Saban left them abruptly to go to the NFL, uh, they seem to be ungrateful. ungrateful. Yes. Um, thank that's, you. That's it. They ungrateful. And I agree with it. I know that the boosters have already agreed to come up with the money to pay this $15 million, uh, you know, a buyout to get him out of there. You know, 15 to 20 million. It's him and his staff. Yeah. So, and you know, the big money at these schools, you know, these Southern boys, they just want to win. And he hasn't beat, beat Nick Saban in five years. And that's 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 full too many for him. You know what I mean? Because I, you got to think. I'm on you. Since that you. game, since that game of the century, I think it now. Because like you got to think, man. LSU has more NFL players than any other university, than other maybe Miami in the league right now, and they have not won the SEC West in years. Years. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that. But um, I'm not sure what, 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 what they, they can, can do. do. Well, what, they, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to go out there and see if they're going to get Chipper to come down to LSU. I think that's going to be the answer to He's going to have to be. He's gonna have to be the answer to them because I don't. That, I think they're doing themselves a this a, a a major disservice by pushing this man out because he yeah. he is going to um, they're they're going to regret if they decide to say hey that he got to go. Yeah. Well, you 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 don't even have to look very far to get your example of why they should not get rid of him. You know what I mean? 
you can look it to the SEC East and the Tennessee Volunteers. And oh, that's talking about when they got rid of Philip Fulmer. When they got rid of Philip Fulmer, that that program has been in purgatory ever since. You don't get rewarded for doing bad, boy. You don't no, get you rewarded don't. for doing bad. You know, you don't. And I mean, sometimes you just have to roll with the punches, and I think this is this is just one of those things. If you look at it. In any major competitive, you know, university, especially in, in being in the SEC West and where LSU and Alabama are, you know, the alpha alphas of that division. And and that's on. Well, I shouldn't even say they are the alphas of the division. Alabama is the alpha male of that division and of the SEC and almost of college football. So you can't the boosters need to understand that, hey. If I'm losing, everybody, everybody can't be number one. No, everybody can't be number one. And you can't, as good as LSU has been recently, I mean, historically, they're not like one of those programs that have been there year in, year out since their inception of a university. I mean, they're winning, as far as I can remember, started back when Nick Saban got there. That's what got them on the map. And I think that, you know, they became a little too entitled and too spoiled to th- and, and thinking that, you know, this is something that they deserve all the time. Because don't forget, man, as soon as less miles go and you can already see the, 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 the effects of that, that with him being his job, possibly being in jeopardy, that <clears throat> these kids are looking at that. And that talent isn't going to go to LSU just because it's LSU. These kids know that, hey, Texas isn't too far. Texas A&M isn't too far. Florida State isn't too far. University of Florida isn't too far. The University of Alabama isn't too it's far. Right down the road, you know, they right. They're all right there, and and you can already see it. That what Philip Philippi Franks, one of the top quarterback recruits, has already decommitted because he's not he, he's not a he, he wants to have security when he goes there. And you're you're, you're what, as soon as you do that to a coach. And you start doing that, you're killing the recruiting class, not only for this year, but for next year and three or four years down the road, unless you just get an ultimate recruiter like Les Miles to come in there. I don't know if Chip Kelly is that. No, and I think Chip Kelly is really going to have a big problem when it comes to recruiting because of the stigma of what he has done in the pros. Because you got to think that this is not a very, in the olden times where, you know, all right, you go back down to college and no one, no one's going to, they're going to be like, oh, he was in the pros, blah, blah, blah. But he kind of flamed out in the pros. He wasn't a player-friendly person. And you have these uh, these parents that are very astute to, hey, man, maybe Chip really doesn't like certain kinds of people or certain kind of attitude, and I'm not going to trust my son, my son's future, with going to LSU, you know, with somebody like Chip. And – from the program as itself, it's very rare that you find somebody after Nick Saban that's, that continues that legacy, that keeps the party going. You're going to make a bad hire. And most likely their next hire is going to be a bad hire, and that can turn – that can pretty much – they can call it quits. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't afford a bad hire at LSU. LSU is one of those schools because of where you're located – in Louisiana, in Baton Rouge, it's not in a major metropolitan area. It's not anywhere. You're off the map. And 
as soon as you make that bad hire, you're 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 going to be looking at a at a Tennessee type. A long rebuild. A long rebuild. rebuild. You're gonna these those eleven years that that uh winning that you got with less. Look forward to eleven years of of mediocre football. Oh yeah. And that's what it's going to be. But you know. uh, But you know what? Hopefully they make the they do the right thing and the I shouldn't even say the right thing. They do the smart thing and keep keep less and be like, hey. Les, we need to sit down and talk, and we need you to revamp your staff. We need we're we're going that fifteen to twenty mil that we were going to use to buy you out. We're going to give it to you for you to go out and find the absolute best coordinators to come in here to get this program rolling again. He don't need the best coordinators, though. He needs one. He needs two people. He needs the a quarterback coach and an offensive coordinator. Because well, I mean, at, they, at, have a, they have an offensive coordinator. Like, Cam they, Cameron isn't the problem. They they need a quarterback coach. That The problem is, like, you know, you've heard it, that every other position is stacked, and they can't get somebody in there that can consistently sling that ball. I'm going to tell you this. Brandon Harris has started to play well. He has started to play better um, as the season has gone on. I think it's more so le- uh, less, less needs to – Stop being so conservative. As so, a coach. so Rex Ryan, he's the Rex Ryan of college football. He is. He, he's like, let me let calm down. Let's run the ball. Let the defense control it, and you know, your quarterback just be a game manager. But you're going out and getting these dynamic athletes at quarterback that are not game managers. These are game changers that you're getting at, at, from from high school. You can see it. Yeah. Or game changers in high school, and now you're coming in and you're stifling not only their growth as football players, but you're stifling your team's growth as well. But yeah. I mean, hey, who who are we to say we don't know anything? Hey, all I know is they they will be on the market for a coach because as if we're if we're <laughs> listening to everything out of Baton Rouge, it's pretty much a done deal. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, it is. But to talk about a done deal, man. So the new rankings, college football rankings came out. Uh, you got Clemson, Alabama, Iowa, and um, Oklahoma now. Now, based off of everything that happened this past weekend, I actually did write about that um, on, on my name site. So, you know, just a quick little plug. Uh, that the college football playoffs is is – set up for a doomsday like this weekend and this next week. This weekend, it is yeah, the next couple weekends, we're gonna see absolute like pandemonium, dude. Like, because you got the top six teams, you got three people, like three of those teams gotta be gone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or they could be gone very easily. One, Notre Dame the way they're playing the last couple of weeks, I do not see them being able to control Christian McCaffrey. And I think uh, you know, Stanford's going to whoop they behind, like, bad. And Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, when like I would have been a lot more comfortable with that if Baker Mayfield did not suffer that concussion last week. Yeah, it, I, I would be more comfortable with o- Oklahoma and Oklahoma State as well if – if Baker Mayfield didn't um, suffer the concussion, as, as you said, but it's yet to be determined if he's been ruled out or not. 
The the thing that I I just found out today is that Jared Stidham, the Baylor quarterback, broke his ankle, and he's Uh out now. Baylor's down to their third string quarterback. Mm-hmm. At least this quarterback has had some reps, you know what I'm saying, and and has actually played in a couple of games. But to go into TCU, granted they have a, a non healthy TCU team. Like the only the only conference that is set, regardless who's going to get somebody into the playoffs, is the Big Twelve because of the way their schedule falls. If Oklahoma wins, they're in. If Oklahoma State wins, they have to hope TCU beats Baylor in order to get in. If Baylor wins, they have to hope Oklahoma loses to get in. So it's a three-headed, it's a three-headed race there. So was I didn't see who was at seven. Was Oklahoma State at seven? Um, I believe yes. Oklahoma okay. State is at seven. Okay, then so they're well. all right there. All the big twelve, all the, the three-headed monster of the big twelve, they're all right there. Now the the, the thing is you have Florida there where well, Florida dropped back. They draw back four spots, and I can understand what as they should, uh, as they should. They've looked horrible the last three weeks. They they have, and I mean, especially last week, going having to go to uh, overtime to beat FAU, man. That that that's that's just ridiculous. And everybody is saying that. I mean, Florida's all. I mean, Florida's defense is top five nation. Hands down, one of the best, probably second best defense in the country behind Alabama, and might be better than Alabama's defense if they didn't suffer so yeah. many injuries recently. Absolutely, absolutely, and you you can't have an offense that gives up seven points. You know, it like no, that yeah. it, you can't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they did. They, that Florida offense is what I mean. If you really had to think about it, that Florida offense is what has Florida ranked at what number twelve right now. But yeah, say this happens. Say Stanford beats Notre Dame and then loses in the Pac-12 title game. So no okay. Pac-12 team in there, and Notre Dame is out because they have two losses now. Mm-hmm. Because that's their. This is their last chance. Now, say Alabama loses to Florida State. I mean, not Alabama, but Florida loses to Florida State, but beats Alabama. A two a two loss SEC champion is going to get in. Now, say North Carolina, yeah, say North Carolina wins out, beats Clemson. That's what's going to be interesting. You know what, what I mean? What happens then? What? Do they get in? Because I mean, two of their wins are over FSC teams, two of them, and they still lost to. South Carolina, granted, it was at the beginning of the season, the very first game of the season, but they still lost to South Carolina. Yeah. And so you got that. And then in the Big Ten, what if Iowa loses to Nebraska this week? What if I, and then it goes and, it goes and beats Michigan State? Exactly. Exactly. Like, because these are all plausible things. But say, what if Michigan yeah. State loses to, um, who are they playing? Penn State, but beats Iowa. Dude, it, it's gonna it's 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 this is going to be a very very fun end of the weekend. I mean, because all of these games are must win games for every single team that's in the top. What if you're in the top fourteen? Other, if basically, if, I, I think if yeah, if you're in the top fourteen, because Navy, uh, uh, no disrespect to Navy, but they're not going to they're they're not getting into the playoffs I, regardless. Yeah, 
that a lot would have to happen for Navy to get in. Like every team would have to lose every game, but that's not going to happen because you have two top 14 teams playing each other. Yeah. But every top 14 team has to win. Like Ohio State still has a chance if they can if if they beat me. If, yeah, Michigan, if Penn, if, uh, Penn State beats Michigan State, uh-huh. yeah. But hold on, they even Michigan a has a shot. Because think about this. Say, say in the Big Ten, Iowa and Michigan State lose this week, but they have to end up yeah. playing each other. Mm-hmm. Michigan Michigan and Ohio State move up. Now, granted, the winner of that Michigan State-Ohio game will probably move up ahead of either one of those, but say – Say Iowa ends up with two losses and Michigan State ends up with two losses. Now, Michigan State resume doesn't look as good as it could have possibly looked because they would have beaten an unbeaten Iowa team in the Big Ten title. Exactly. I mean, so it, we're, we're gonna we're gonna see how how it goes, but I I think that because of the way the schedule is set up, we we we're at a point where we can just look at the games individually. That's all we can do because everything else is like pretty much it's up in the air. It's too far up in the air. It is. I mean, um, the, 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 I guess, uh, you, I guess we have to start with the, the five games that mean the most this, this weekend, like the Florida state, Florida, Ohio, <clears throat> excuse me, Ohio state, Michigan, uh, Baylor, uh, Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and who am I missing? I'm missing somebody. The Stanford Notre Dame. Yeah, game. Stanford Notre Dame game. Because yeah. I mean, you you already touched on the Stanford Notre Dame game. You you already it, Notre Dame is down right now. They're they're not playing their best football, and for one reason or another, that that you could say why. I mean, I would put a lot of the onus on. The, their injuries because they're not the healthiest team. They're without their starting running back. They're without their starting uh, quarterback and they're missing some, uh, some other people at some other people are banged up at other uh, key positions, but I, I just, nobody, no, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's, it's, it's winning time in the season. You got to go out there and win. If Baylor's out there pulling out there, the third string quarterback, when you got Michigan State playing their second and third string quarterback last week, <clears throat> no one's healthy, you know, and like no one, no one in the top four is really healthy except for Clemson. You know, Clemson and Alabama, they are they are healthy, but Clemson can be beat. Like but the damn. last couple of weeks, you know, uh, the game they've been very lackluster as of late. I don't know what was going on with Deshaun Watson, but he has kind of fallen off a little bit of a cliff here. And and he hadn't played well against clearly inferior competition. He could have very well made his case for the Hodman in the last couple of weeks with you know with the uh, with LSU's like free fall pretty much taking Leonard Fournette out of the picture and and Baker Mayfield getting hurt last week and he wasn't playing particularly well before he got hurt. Deshaun Watson had an ample opportunity to show that he was deserving of you know, of a place in New York. Uh, so we're going to see. We're going to see. I mean, but, you, you you can't really say they follow. You don't know what's happened to them in the past couple of weeks. I mean, the, the only game they really 
you could say struggled with was against Syracuse. They gave up 27 points to Syracuse. Other than that, I mean, they did what they were supposed to do, so to speak, against Wake Forest. They beat them 30 by 20 points. But and and Deshaun Watson, I mean, is the reason that the uh, this Clemson team is winning. So I I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't say that there. I, I wouldn't say that he's falling off a cliff. I would say that they are beatable, and I do agree with you on that. But what, right now, I mean, just focusing in on the Stanford and the Stanford Notre Dame. I mean, I just don't see how Notre Dame is going to be able, as you said, and I agree with you one hundred percent, how they're going to be able to stop uh, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey has quietly, and for me, crept up to either second or third in the Heisman Trophy race because he is the engine that makes that Sanford offense go. He is the damn offense. He is that damn team. The boy is about to set the record. He's 139 yards. I think he's 139 or 239. 239 away from having the most all-purpose yards in a season in college football history, bro. And he's not playing in the Big 12. You know what I mean? They're not chucking it around, you know, the field like that. He's just out there, like, literally dominate. You know what I mean? Like, the boy's good. That boy's good. Yeah, That's I mean, you add in his kick returns, pump because he does everything. He's a, he's a starting running back. He's a punt and kick returner. He is what? I mean, you <sighs> – if you look at him, you throw him in. He looks like a slot receiver out there, just that happens to be their running back. Yeah, 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 exactly. If yeah. Wes Welker was a bigger running back, like that's all it is. No, it's not even it Wes Welker. If Julian Edelman was a little bit bigger, that's who he reminds me of. Okay, it, tomato, tomato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> do you think Brian Kelly is going to be able to come up with something to be able to put Notre Dame in a position to actually win this game? Uh, no, actually, I don't think that they're going to be able to do it, uh, particularly at the backup running back position. Uh, they just haven't – They, I just don't see it because you're not going to – a Stanford game is going to be a ground-and-pound game regardless. You know, We know how David Shaw gets down. Mm-hmm. And they're, uh, Notre Dame's like limitations in the past game – mean that this is the perfect game for, for Stanford. And I, I just – I don't see any way that Notre Dame wins this game. I I, I put money on it. And I, I don't bet on things unless I know who the win is going to be. Or I feel like I know. And I would put money on Stanford this game hands down. You know what? I would give it to Stanford just because Stanford is at home. Not not because Stanford is just hands uh, – uh, hands down a better football team than Notre Dame, because I think if you put them both at a hundred percent, I think Notre Dame is a better football team. It's just that the injuries have cut into their depth, which is uh, the major deciding factor within, um, within college football mm-hmm. for anything. It's just, yeah. it's just depth. How many, how many bodies can you run out at somebody until they, they tire out mm-hmm. and, Right now, Notre Dame can't run too many bodies out there at you. Yeah. So I, I think that 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 is going to to be what to be the deciding factor. As I as you know, you say, I say, I just I wouldn't be surprised if you know you see a game similar to what that game that game last year that Notre Dame played with Florida State, where it comes down to like last possession. Either though, I wouldn't no. be surprised about that. No, it's going to be a tough one, but 
uh, I I'm pretty confident in Stanford's uh, Stanford's makeup and where they're playing right now. Uh, they've already gone through that lull of the ceiling of the season. So, uh, you know, Stanford all the way. Tell me this: Do you think uh, Urban Meyer, if they lose to Michigan, is going to say come up with some kind of excuse of why he has to leave Ohio State? No, his back hurt. You know what I mean? You know, it's feeling kind of tight. He went running this morning. You know, he might have to leave. But you know who I do not feel sorry for at any time? Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, dog. He did it to himself because this dude leaves Florida in a tragic condition. He goes to Ohio State. They're going through this championship-like hangover, as everyone says. But you see the same things creeping into this program that were a problem at Florida. Players Mm -hmm. doing whatever they want. You know what I mean? There's probably some trouble that's happening in Columbus that we don't know about yet. Hey, you think they got they, they got a stone cold killer up there too? So, hey man, you know what I mean? They make them everywhere. They make killers <laughs> everywhere. So I wouldn't be surprised, man. You're gonna see, you're gonna see some like in in losing Tom Herndon this year really showed. Like it showed all year that the offense never quite got going. And it was, it was- what, what is it? It was like uh oh, it was like skinny loser where his curl just wasn't really well, quite right. It, it never <laughs> quite <laughs> curled all the way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I do agree. Tom Herndon did hurt there, but and and they have looked rather lackadaisical, melancholy. I don't know what you want to call it. They just looked unenthused. They didn't really look like they wanted to play football this season. Yeah. And I think that was the case, and and, and it became very evident when. Uh, with the remarks of Ezekiel Elliott after the loss to Michigan State, where I think that wasn't just a one-game frustration that came out from Ezekiel Elliott. No. This was a season-long frustration that he's been holding in, and that the way they lost just was the the straw that broke the, the proverbial camel's back. And I, I you could tell – Cardell Jones was going through the motion when he got named the starting quarterback. He was like, all right, I'm out here so I don't get fined and I don't get hurt to make sure that when I go through these NFL, you know, uh, workouts that I show what kind of quarterback I really am. But uh, a lot of these guys are forgetting that the NFL is looking at what you have done, your full body of work. And by going through the motions and not playing up to your potential, on the offensive side of the ball is really going to hurt your stock. Maybe not Ezekiel Elliott because Ezekiel Elliott showed throughout the season that he was the only person that really came ready to play football, not a week in and week out. Hell, even JT Barrett didn't even come ready to play any football because look, if you come ready to play football week in and week out, and I know we, we talked, they're talking about this with Johnny Manziel as well, but, how do you get pulled over with a DUI or a DWI? How do you get arrested for that? If you're if you're fo- if your main focus is football, I mean th- that's just you, one of those things. Exactly, you got your starting quarterback getting arrested for DUI. Like it's it's the writing's on the wall that why Urban is a great football coach, he's not a great manager of men, and that is going to play into his longevity. And hey, man, you know Jim Trestle, he ain't too old come back you know what i mean they should jim trestle can't come back he's gotta he's gotta sit out for, and for that show calls uh penalty for three seasons so you know he ain't going nowhere yeah 
So we'll, we'll see how it goes, you know, in this post, uh, in this after this season. But I think next year is going to be interesting. But going back to the actual game, Michigan can beat Ohio State. Oh yeah, like because Michigan can toss that football around if they need to. That defense is stellar, uh, and all and uh, offensively, Ohio State's been having a problem moving the ball. Uh, I think that you're going to see, you're going to see that Zeke is going to have 25 plus carries this week. I Zeke bet you that. Going to carry that ball 40 times just because yeah. of what he said. Yeah, Urban, Urban going to be like, okay, all right, you want the ball? Yeah, don't tell ball. me, don't don't tell me you're tired. The the one thing he better not say this week is that I'm tired. Right. I'm tired, coach. Let me out. No, no. Man, we run it, run it again. Come on, run it, die. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see, I wouldn't be surprised if the first twenty one plays, first, th- first three, first twenty one plays, first three series, all we running this hand, hand the ball off. Don't even worry about it. You know what's coming. Yeah, here you go. You're getting a heavy dose of them this week, so. But I, but for some reason, you can't lose the first matchup with Jim Harbaugh. You can't. You know what I mean? You cannot do that if you're Urban. So I think they're probably going to have their best game of the season uh, this coming week. Unfortunately, it might be too little too late for them. Uh, but if they have their best game this week and all these things shake out, uh, like we're talking about in, uh, from the other team standpoint, they'll be sitting there, there with one loss, and their one loss to be Michigan State. You know, it's they not a bad have, loss. They may have the best loss of everybody because right now, Notre Dame has the best loss against Clemson. I mean, and, Notre, Dame, Baylor, Notre Dame, Baylor, and Ohio State have good losses because yeah. Baylor lost to, to Oklahoma State. Not Oklahoma State, excuse me, Oklahoma. But did you see what Jim Harbaugh actually did? He went out with a group of people to Boshin Beckler's grave. So they're out there. It's cold. He takes a, takes a Buckeye, puts it in a bowl, and smashes it with a hammer in front of Boshin Beckler's grave. I mean, they got to win. No, I'm going to tell you. That's – I know it's one of the premier. That's probably the premier like rivalry in college football. But that's so disrespectful, so disrespectful. That's a little too much. They gave Michigan. I mean, they they finally gave Ohio State some ammo, something to play for. And this is the first week that they have something to play for coming off of a loss. I mean, that, see, this is my problem. If, if and, and this has always been my problem with Urban Meyer coach teams, they have to find something to play for. They don't. They're just not playing to win. Yeah, you know. For the for for the fact that you know the 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 pride and everything else that most that Alabama teams play for, they have to find a reason. It's kind of like it, I don't want to say it's Michael Jordan esque because it's not. Michael Jordan is just a different beast when it came to he just made stuff up. You look yeah. at it wrong. Yeah. You know, and and that's what Ohio State is lacking. It's like oh, you looked at us wrong. Oh, you typed Ohio State in the wrong type of font. Now we got to go out there and beat you. Yeah, and and, and, that, and that's what they miss. And that and that hasn't happened. But this this week, uh, Jim gave him some momentum. Uh, gave him uh, some uh, what some uh, locker room material or uh, to put up on the board and to get mad about. So I think Ohio State comes out 
And they scored, I think they scored 30 points this week for the first time in forever. But I'm gonna uh, tell you this Jim Harbaugh cannot lose to Ohio State. If he does, he'd be the first Michigan coach since 1929. First year, the first, the first, first year Michigan head coach since 1929 to lose to Ohio State at home. I, I really think it's more critical for Urban, but you know, it uh, is, it's more critical for Urban, but it's just one of those things. It's one of those, uh, Nice little nuggets of information. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so let's 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 go ahead and talk about the big the Big Twelve. Let's let's knock out these two games. So the the one the lesser one, which it happens to be Baylor TCU, which was the game everybody was looking forward to because everybody at the beginning of the season because this is the game last year that happened to keep both of those teams out. Mm-hmm. And now it's. Only, this game only matters to one team because no matter what happens, if TCU wins, TCU isn't sniffing the playoffs. No, at all. Baylor uh, has to win this game. Art Browse has to win this game. And Art Browse has to go to TCU to win this game because I don't think they're playing on a neutral field this year like they did last season. Mm-hmm. And I think TCU has uh, – not TCU, but Baylor has enough to, to, to beat TCU. Uh, yeah. Even even a, a beat up, broken down TCU team w- has enough to put points up on you. I don't know, man. They struggled last week. They struggled to uh, without without Trayvon? Their, without Trayvon. Uh, like that team just does not go. If there is an MVP in college football, it's probably Trayvon Boykin because. He pretty much him and Christian McCaffrey, but like he just makes everything easy for the TCU offense. But the thing that TCU won't be able to overcome is the fact that Dotson is out for this game and for the season. And when he's out, that that takes you know fourteen points off the board for them. And they. If Baylor comes out and is remotely Baylor with the third-string quarterback, you're going to need every point you can get. I mean, Baylor is going to come out, and Baylor is going to be Baylor. The third, the the third-string quarterback has, I think, played in a total of nine games, or maybe pa- or thrown nine total passes. I don't know. It's one of the two. I w- <laughs> those, those are, that's a pretty big like spectrum. But he's playing in nine total games at nine. <laughs> but I, I think I think it's not. He's appeared in nine games because he is a sophomore. I would say he's appeared in nine games, so he has some game action. Okay. It just was so happened that the, you know it's a the new freshman thing. Beat, the freshman, the freshman beat, him beat him out. Yeah, because okay. you know they're both hey, experienced. So maybe he could be he could be out there looking to put up his highlight reel for a transfer. So I don't know. Maybe not even a transfer. Maybe you know because if you come in and play well and, and end up being he could end up being this year's Cardell Jones. Yeah. So because think about it, he end up because Cardell Jones was the third third string quarterback for. Ohio State last year and led him to the uh, championship. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, this kid can end up being getting his Cardell Jones on, and and if they go out beat TCU handedly, they still need some help. They need they they need Oklahoma State Oklahoma. to beat Oklahoma. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, well, I think that it's going to come down to that, but I don't think TCU has enough people in the secondary to to hold Baylor to the points that they need to hold them to with their injuries. 
Uh, and although that the defense has played relatively well, uh, you know, last week, I don't know if that's going to be able to carry over this week. I, I, you know, I agree. I don't think TCU beats Baylor. I think Baylor beats TCU very handedly. I wouldn't be surprised to see the score something like 50 to 24 or something like that. Yeah. It'd be very handedly because that's what Art Browse teams do. And plus, I don't think TCU has anybody that's able to stop one, Corey Coleman or KD Cannon, because KD Cannon went off for 200 and something yards. And that was probably one of his best games of the season. And they got the kid Corey Coleman on the other side who has, well, what did, he, what did he have, like 18 touchdown receptions already this season? Yeah, ungodly. So, you know, you got somebody worthy of being in New York on Baylor's side. Baylor's mm-hmm. going to be Baylor. Uh, TCU just does not have the horses in the secondary uh, to handle that four wide, you know, empty backfield all game. It's, 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 it, they're going to go in there and eat the lunch, period. Yeah. They're gonna go in there. Uh, hold on. They're going to go in there, eat their uh, eat their lunch, and then take their lunch money. Yeah, that's it, man. You know, you, let me hold some. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Bedlam game is in Stillwater this year, <clears throat> and this is the game. And this is the game that you know. I know Mike Gundy had circle on his calendar a couple of weeks ago before they messed around and lost to a a. a unhealthy TCU team. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, not unhealthy, but lost to a lost to Baylor last week. Yeah. When they just knew all they had to do was win and they were in. Yeah. And now Mike Gundy needs help. He needs Baylor to lose and he has to win this game. That those are two tall tasks he's asking for. And I'm just not sure if this Oklahoma State team is up to it because the way they played against Baylor and the way they played the week before against Iowa State, Iowa State out of all teams, Iowa State had them up 28 to nothing. Iowa State always plays Oklahoma State tough. I don't know why, dog, but Iowa State always plays Oklahoma State tough. The last time Oklahoma State was undefeated when they went to Iowa State, Iowa State whooped they behind. So it was for Iowa State to come out there and make it a game and to be up on them, not by as much as they were, but to be up on them was not a surprise to me, even though that Iowa State was were Iowa State for the rest of the year. You know, it's it's just one of those things that some some places for some stupid reason, people just have their number, bro. And that's that's yeah, they put up two eggs, but this would be the time for them to go ahead and say, hey, we we're we got a chance to show somebody and to actually move in a different direction as we're not the little brother, you know, the little brother syndrome of being Oklahoma State to Oklahoma. We'll bring out the best in them this week. I think this is gonna be a close game, especially if Baker Mayfield is not a hundred percent. Uh, and if Baker Mayfield is not playing, which all indications is that he will, he's passed concussion test. But if he was not playing, I'm picking Ohio, uh, Oklahoma State easily. But you know I, what? even if he did, if, even if Baker Mayfield wasn't playing, I wouldn't pick Ohio, uh, Oklahoma State easily because you forget Trevor Knight has a lot of starters' experience as a backup for Oklahoma. Granted, he he's he's been he hasn't been consistent and that's why he isn't the starter now yeah but it's not as though they have some unexperienced he, yeah. scrub coming in no he, coming in and no he won he won a big bowl game last year so mm-hmm. you know night night can ball 
But, you know, what did we see from him last week, man? Like, he looked like he had never started a college football game last week. Well, I mean, it's a little harder coming in once the flow of the game is already going versus, you know, you're you starting the game and you set the flow and the momentum of the game. So and that that you know that that that's different um i just don't know oklahoma's defense is good oklahoma state defense is good, is is good as well both teams get after the 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 passer uh at a, a fantastic rate i think they they're they're both top 10 in the nation as far as sacks per game um and <clears throat> that's something that's very important you know, that Oklahoma defense isn't one of the old Oklahoma defense where it's just like they, they play smash mouth football and they beat you. It's like they beat you by outmaneuvering you, outquicking you, which is something odd to see from a, a Oklahoma defense. It's Oklahoma State is more so the, the they have that that front seven, that really the front four that's ferocious, that their DNs get after you. Mm-hmm. Um I just don't know if I just don't trust Mike Gundy because Mike Gundy has had talent before. Mike Gundy has had more talented teams than this. Mike Gundy has had a team where he had Des Bryant, Brandon Whedon, Joseph Randall, and um, <clears throat> Justin Blackman all on one team. And guess how many team, how many games that team won that season? Eight. Well, Des got suspended. No, I, but it doesn't matter. But, but no, I'm talking about no, a pretty talk, big no, deal. No, 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 not that. He got suspended his uh, the senior I'm talking year. about his senior year. Yeah, I'm talking about his junior year okay. where he played the full season. You remember that's what got Dez on the map because he had like 20 touchdowns and he was unstoppable as a wide receiver. That still is unstoppable. Uh, yes, yeah, still- <laughs> yeah, like, like, let's just let's get that that's present tense. Um, but yeah, but so, so you're calling in the question, Mike Gundy. Yes, like I, Mike Gundy is the problem. Well, I shouldn't even say he's he's the he's the answer and the problem at, was, at okay. Oklahoma State. Yeah, I was gonna say let's be for real. Oklahoma State's one of those teams as we were discussing. Hold before. on, what think about you got to think about this. Who did Mike Gundy follow at, at, at Oklahoma State? Who did he follow? Les Miles. Oh, see, like, like that's. I was hold on. Was it Dana? I know he had no Dana Hogerson was his uh, offensive coordinator. Yeah. So and we're we're gonna be looking at we're gonna be looking at uh, Oklahoma State team that's gonna play very passionately. That's gonna play a, a good brand of football. But we're looking at the Oklahoma side. P. Ryan got hurt last week. You know what I mean? Baker Mayfield went out with a concussion. They might not. They're not coming in at a hundred percent. So this, if any time for Mike Gundy to go ahead and get the little brother syndrome off of his back, this would be the time to do it. Because the Oklahoma offense did not look worth the beans once they didn't have that two dynamic running back set back there to rely on. You know, and that hurt Trevor Knight as well. But a week of practice, they're going to be a little bit more prepared for that and for those limitations. So, and, you know, there's – the stoop boy up in up in the up in the box has been calling some good games. You know what I mean? You can't stop Baylor because you know it's just Baylor. But they stopped them enough. But I mean, Oklahoma State has one of those type of offenses as well, where they air it out. I mean, what is it? J.W. Walsh had like almost 500 passing yards last last week against Baylor, and they still lost. So hey, he can it, chuck it. Yeah, he can chuck it. 
He can chuck it. I just think I, I agree. It's like you said, this game is going to be close, and this is probably Mike Gundy's best chance right now to shake that little brother syndrome and to prove. Uh, excuse me, I didn't. I, I said J.W. Walsh. It was Mason Rudolph. He he was the quarterback that threw for all the the yards. Last okay, week. But, but this is Gundy's chance in time to go ahead and shake off that you know little brother syndrome. Uh, um. So let's go ahead and talk about our Florida Gators, man. We, Do we, we have to. Yes, we have to. Because uh, you know what? I, I I know our offense is bad, but so is Florida State's offense. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, about that. Duh. But Florida State's offense isn't as bad as Florida's offense. Okay, okay. And, like, they do have Dalvin Cook back there. But like, I, and I and I and I and I think we, I think we have the best defense in the country personally. But they're known for like a one or two plays that a game, and if if the team maximizes on those two plays, they'll put us in a tough position. And I think Dalvin Cook will make us pay on those two plays. You know what I mean? Like that the touchdown that uh, FAU had on offense. The 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 sixty eight run that sixty eight yard that Vanderbilt had. Yeah, it's just like they they only give up maybe two or three plays, but they can be big. And I think Dalvin Cook is going to make it a little bit more difficult. What I do think is going to be in our favor is I think we're going to at least have two picks because this will be the first week we in a while we're playing a team that does want to put it in the air. And if you put it in the air. Jalen Taylor and uh, and Vernon will will be back there. You know, we got May back there. We got we got a secondary to be that's formidable. You know, because Jalen Taylor, you got to think, he only has one interception this year that did not go back for a touchdown. All you know, the other two went back for touchdowns, and he could have went back with a, one last week. So, you put that thing in the air, that's going to be advantage Gators, and we're playing in the swamp. Yeah, that helps. It does. That helps so, a whole yeah. lot. A yeah. whole lot. Because if we were playing at Florida State, I was like, you know what? Damn it. There go our, there go our playoff chances. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah. I'm just I'm just here so I don't get fined. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's because I would have nothing to say. I would have zero to say about this game. Uh, but Trayon Harris has to take care of the football. Uh he cannot turn this thing over. He cannot put the defense in compromising positions. If he does not do that, we we have a very good shot at winning this uh, because you, either your offense naturally plays better at home. Uh, he has to get the ball in his playmaker's hands earlier in the step backs. You know what I mean? Uh, and he needs to take off. If he doesn't see it, he needs to take off. He and, he start, and he started to do that in the second half a little bit, but he needs to take off sooner. You know what I mean? So we're not going to ask you to to do everything, but at least keep the defense, like, honest. Honest. Keep them because, honest. Yeah, you keep them having to have somebody to spy for you. If they got to have somebody on you, then guess what? We, we can get a we can get you an outlet receiver there to, to take advantage of that. But that's basically where, we, where we're going. I mean – Trayon Harris has to lead the has to lead the 
college football and passes thrown away. Yeah. Has to. Because I mean, that's all the boy it looks like he does. If 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 he can't get rid of the ball or his primary target is open, he'll hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, and then throw the ball away. Yeah. And that's not that's not necessarily a good thing for this Florida offense. The, what what Florida needs to try to do is probably what they the um similar to what New England Patriots do with Tom Brady. Get the ball out of his hands quick. Get the ball into the hands of your playmakers, as you were saying, a whole lot faster. Now, <clears throat> we don't have any small jitterbug wide receivers, uh, but the closest thing we have to it is Brandon Powell. And Brandon Powell, when you give them the ball in space, makes things happen. Um, Demarcus Robinson, he's not that type of you know, wide receiver. He's more one of those wide receivers where he needs a in the pocket quarterback to make him look good, like Will yeah. Greer was doing. Oh yeah. Oh and, the, the Callaway kid, I think if you get Callaway and and pile the ball quick in space, they make things happen. And Callaway has proven in the past when you're giving the ball in space, he he can make things happen. And I think that's something they should do. Run a little bit more, run uh kind of a running sh- run and shoot type offense real quick. Dink, dunk, make Florida State's defense make tackles in space. And, yeah. and make make them make tackles because, you know, their defense is, is very good this year. And it's mm-hmm. it's a, one of the more underrated defenses out there this season. But I just don't think that teams have made them go out there and, and tackle in space. The, te- the only team that did was Clemson, and you see what happened. They exactly. Beat, they, they exactly. Won. Because you, you, you touch on a great point that the defense has been very underrated. They do have a lot of talent. But traditionally, a Florida State talented defense is not usually a very disciplined defense. Mm-hmm. And when you're dealing with a talented yet undisciplined defense, you want to just put them in a position where their talent fails them once or twice. That's going to be major gains for you. So you're going to find that if, I, if I'm Jim McElwain, I'm running – you know, I'm not running those jet sweeps to hand off. I'm running that jet sweep to get it out to him on the wheel route. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And 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 getting him, you know, on the wide side of the field with plenty of space where one person misses or two people, you know, miss, and then he's out, he's off to the races. That would be absolutely critical for him. Yeah, you're running that play action jet sweep to only to only to set it up as a screen a screen pass. Absolutely. You you play action it if if the middle opens up because the defense shifts with it, you hand it off. If the middle doesn't open up and everybody stays compact, then you swing it right out and give them the ball in space and see what happens. Let your playmakers win this game for you. Run a run some zone read with Treyon. You know, run some speed option. Do some things like like that. You know, put. Put Jordan Cronkite back there. Let him bully some teams. Because, and, you know, as much as I love Kelvin Taylor, Kelvin Taylor is an NFL running back. He's a one-cut-and-go running back. Yeah. He's not built for college football. And and a lot of people are saying that Kelvin Taylor isn't fast enough. That's why he doesn't play well. No, Kelvin Taylor is plenty fast. It's just that this Florida offensive line is bad. Bad. It's horrible. Like, it's one of the worst in the country, bro. Like, I have never seen an offensive line that has, is always missing a damn rusher. Like they do not account for the defense, like for the rush at all, at all. 
And I mean, they're, honestly, they're two be- the two best offensive linemen right now. Are they're two, two freshmen two that two they freshmen. have. And um, our Ivy and the uh, other kid that they have that actually they have them playing guards now. They have both of them at, at left and right guard respectively yeah. because they have nobody else to put there. Yeah. And, and yeah. their their second and third, I mean their third and fourth best offensive linemen are their tack are their starting tackles. So yeah. they're like, okay, what are we going to do? And now we just have to make sure we do something. So. Yeah, they're gonna miss some assignments, and I think that's what ha- that's what's happening because of the the their youth. But I I, I just don't know, man. I, it, it, something has to give as far as with Florida. Florida has no quarterback depth. They have depth everywhere else except for quarterback at the offensive line right now. And I think that's one of the things that they need to go out and address immediately. Uh, yeah, under they, they they haven't yet, but I I think Jim's gonna find his guy from a quarterback perspective. And he he has to have been trolling all the JUCOs for offensive tackles. Like he, he they've had to be doing that all year. I know that has. But from a Florida State's side, you gotta think that look at the teams that have played Florida well. These have been grounded pound, people that like just run, 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 and like eventually the Florida defense will get tired. You know what I mean? They're gonna you gotta make them be out there. You know, for it to beat Florida, you got like, and then you got to think that by the end of the third quarter, as the third quarter is closing, they're just going to be beat because that offense is going to have too many three and outs. So if I was Jimbo, I would rush Dalvin a lot more, uh, and maybe bring in uh, the backup for some, some yeah, the uh, true freshman. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I can see that, but also you gotta remember Florida State offensive uh, Florida State's offensive line. It they aren't the most um, aggressive, uh, if that's the, the 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 right word. They're not able to move to, to move that off the, to move the chains and in, in the point of attack. Okay. You know, they're not able to push that uh, defensive lines backward, and that's been part of the problem that Dalvin Cook has had, where he's been able to start off quick because that offensive line is fresh, but as soon as the game starts wearing on, that they're not able to do that. So that's just one of those things. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I, I do think Florida is going to win this game, but I think it's going to be another close game in – this game, a, a close game with Florida State will be a whole lot better than a close game with FAU. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I am going to. Uh, oh, you gonna disagree? Have, no, I'm. I'm gonna disagree here. I think Florida State comes into the swamp. I think they put enough points that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're gonna put up too many points for Florida, which may mean they might put up seventeen points. You know what I mean? Like, but like that that will oh, be too much. Florida, Florida scored offense. twenty points last week. You put up seventeen. That's not enough against <laughs> FAU, dog. Against <laughs> FAU. So like, yeah, like if they can put up seventeen, I think I think Florida State walks out of Gainesville with a victory. Uh, it pains me to say, man. But you know what? As much. Uh, grief as we give the Florida offense, they've only not scored over 20 points twice this season. One, uh, against no. Kentucky, but but they look, but the thing is, but they they look like they scored less, you know what I mean? 
Like they the, the the team looked like they scored less. You know what I mean? I know. I mean these yeah. twenty points look like they only scored three. I, I get yeah. What you're they look like they look like they scored seven. Yeah, you know I mean, the, the problem know. is that they only average twenty-seven points a game, which is good for 80th in the nation. But the, the flip side is the defense only allows fourteen and a half, which is third in the nation. Exactly, exactly. That defense is holding cash money itself. Is me money? It's like, and they can't do this. Like the, the SEC title game is going to be unfair. I'm just calling that right now. It's not going to be a good look. I might not watch it, but. This weekend, I will be hoping that we win, but I think Florida State wins 24 set 13. You know what? I, I think it's I think it's gonna be close, like uh 10 to 3. I really gonna have one of those Alabama LSU games. Yeah. Those old, like, okay. You know what? I don't think there's gonna be any turnovers. I think there's going to be a lot of excellent, uh, a lot of excellent defensive plays where people will really underrate this game, and it is gonna go down in history as being a bad game. But really, when you go back and watch it and see how many phenomenal plays have were made, that people will go back and say, hey. This is probably one of the best games that's been played all year. And it may not be 10 to 7. It could very yeah. well be 21 to 20 and still be yeah. one of those types of games. Yeah. Well, a, a very interesting take on this Florida State-Florida game that we didn't talk about is that we're going to see the three, probably the three best corners in the country. Yeah. Play all on one field. All on one field. Jalen so, Tabor, Vernon Hargraves, and Jalen yeah. Ramsey. Yeah, so it's it's already gonna be a who like a who who's gonna make that imprint on the game to show that I'm the best. I'm, I should be the first corner taken off the board. You know what I mean? I know Jalen has all the measurables, so that you know that leans in his favor. But I think Vernon is gonna want to come out there, and if something comes his way, he's gonna want to you know maximize any opportunity that he gets. This really so, comes. This is really a, it's between uh, Vernon and Jalen Ramsey as far as the first cornerback taken because J- Tabor has to stay one more season. You forget, yeah, it's only a soft, no, no, true ex- exactly. And when I say Jalen, I meant Ramsey. Okay, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, because yeah, Jalen Tabor, he he definitely could be playing on Sundays. Uh, I think that's the position, not running back or running back that. Dude, you don't need four years of school or three years of school to play cornerback. You know, you can go play cornerback as pretty much as a sophomore after two years. You could you could be NFL ready because Jalen. T- oh, but everybody knew that they were definitely NFL ready. So, uh, so yeah, man. Anything, anything you want to lead the people with, Anton, before we get out of here? Uh, before we get out of here, I want to say. Um, I'll come up with some. You tell the people. <laughs> you know what? I don't have anything to leave with. I, I just want to uh, wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Um, you know, enjoy this time. If if you're spending time with your family and family, uh, yeah. if not, um, go hang out. Enjoy the, the the days off if you have if you just have Thursday off make the best of it if you got Thursday and Friday off make the best of your four day weekend because Monday will be here faster than you know it you know it but you know it and drink and be merry you know oh, what yeah. I mean I'll tell you that and don't spend any money on Black Friday man stop with it please 
you know what? That's what I want to leave the people. It, this is the thing. If you think of, if you think you're getting a deal on Black Friday, you're really not because you can get that same deal any other time of the year. You just have to know where to look and to find it. Yep. Oh, also, was- possibly the future and Lil Wayne could be dropping this weekend too. So Grandma might be mad. <laughs> Lil Wayne actually drops at midnight. Uh oh. But future's supposed to be dropping too. No ceilings. What? So Grandma might be mad bumping future and Lil Wayne all week. Oh. All day talking about turn that racket off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, y'all can find us again. Uh thank you for listening. You can find us on SoundCloud. Uh follow us. Um like us. You know, I put the pod, I put all the podcasts up on the name site there, You know, it was on the random discourse, but I started right again. So quick plug to that. You, yeah. you find um you can find my weekly college football posts right now. Uh, until college football is over, then we'll, they'll they'll be into some basketball. But also, you can we're on iTunes. So if you use uh, you know the podcast, uh, if you listen to the podcast, download, um, subscribe to us. It'll come straight to you. Give us five star review, please. Yeah, and uh, check out my budding photography career at Please Say the D on Instagram. Oh yeah, this guy thinks he's a model or something like that. <laughs> All right, peace everybody.